I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. To me, I still feel like we're the underdog in this game. You know, all year we have been disrespected. I'm pretty sure we're still probably getting disrespected out there. But right now, we're not really worried about the external factors right now. We just have to worry about what's going on inside the facility and the practice field and all the meetings and stuff like that. And I think that's our biggest concern right now, making sure that we're ready and prepared for this game. What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama getting set for their matchup before you know it. Oh, here, the playoffs are here. Now it feels like we're really kicking into high gear with bowl season. We've got five bowl games today, three more tomorrow on Wednesday, four on Thursday, then four on New Year's Eve, Friday, including our playoff matchups. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, here on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbooks. Let's bring in one of our favorite college experts, Anthony Tresh at PFF underscore Anthony on Twitter. Find his work, PFF.com. Anthony, we're almost halfway through all the bowl games, but it feels like today is when we, it really starts as we kick things into high gear. You all set? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, this year's just kind of interesting just because, I mean, you also look at it from a betting perspective. You always have the outsides, but this year, I mean, with COVID and everything, it's just kind of throwing a wrench into everything. Um, so it's kind of getting hard to gauge, and you're just kind of having a lot of randomness occur, a lot more. I mean, college football is already full of it, and you're having it more so um, this time. But, you know, it's going to be a very exciting week of football, that's for sure. No doubt. Um, and we've got five games today. I figure the best way to attack this kind of go in chronological order. Um, the, the five games today, uh, do you have a favorite side total or two that really stand out? Yeah, I mean, one that I really like is North Carolina State. Um, right now, favored by two over UCLA. Uh, UCLA, I was never really um, high on them at any point in the year. I mean, ha- they had a lot of hype early on. They're winning some games. Um, but if you look at the quarterback position, there's a pretty big weakness there with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Um, you know, NC State having their key contributors there. I mean, Devin Leary, I think, is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in college football. Um, I-, I think they're just more equipped on the offensive side of the ball. Um, compared to UCLA. UCLA, I mean, they play tough on defense. They play physical. They have the athletes there. They've been good from a recruiting perspective. But at the end of the day, the results have not. Um, and we've seen enough from NC State's offense that I like them more over UCLA. Um, you know, for the long term, I like UCLA for next year. I mean, they're bringing in Dylan Gabriel, a quarterback from UCF. Had a lot of success under Josh Heupel. He's now in Tennessee um, before getting hurt this year under Gus Malzahn. So I think UCLA next year, they're a very interesting team. Um, but for this bowl game, I like NC State here covering the two points. 
Trash, I'm curious your thoughts on the Mike Leach Revenge Bowl, Texas Tech and Mississippi State. So when I think of these two teams, I was thinking the over. It's at 58 and a half. And then I went to betql.com. They have the under as a five-star bet with the total at 53 and a half points. Mississippi State winning 31 um, to 22. So what? where would you lean in this one with the total? Yeah, I know. I, I was kind of actually thinking the same exact thing. And, you know, I, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it. Um, and then just looking at some of, you know, other perspectives, you know, of course, the back you all. Um, I think I might just sit back and enjoy the Mike Leach, Mike Leach revenge game in the fans, <laughs> honestly, um, because I, I, it's going to be hard to gauge the what to see really what direction it kind of goes. And, you know, it's going to be an entertaining one, especially at the end of the game with whatever Mike Leach says. He's always an entertaining guy. Um, so I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this one. Um, because I, I'm like you. I thought it would be one side, and then I'm, I'm seeing some of the other. Um, so I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it um, and, and just see what happens. He wants his money. Leach is, <laughs> it's been over a decade. He's still looking uh, to get paid, and he's not scared to, to tell everybody about it into a microphone. All right, Anthony, we've got three more bowl games tomorrow on Wednesday. It starts early afternoon, Maryland-Virginia Tech. Then we got the Cheez-It Bowl, Clemson, and Iowa State. And then in primetime, Later on, it's uh, Oregon and Oklahoma should be a fun one with the Alamo Bowl. Of those three games, anything stand out? Um, yeah, I mean, Clemson-Iowa State, I think it's it might be an ugly one offensively, that's for sure. I mean, of course, Clemson offensively this year just really has not been up to snuff. Um, and then Iowa State, uh, I think they've kind of realized that, you know, Brock Purdy, he can get a little, you know, hectic at times. They've really pulled back the offense, making them a little bit more conservative and quarterback friendly. Um, and, and so... You know, the total's pretty low here, and so I, I am a little bit nervous about the total, but I am going to lean a little bit towards the over just because that is a low total there. Um, and I do like Iowa State there just because I do think from some of the losses that Clemson has had from the coaching perspective, uh, losing Brent Venables. I mean, Brent Venables has led this team to, you know, top five defensive success pretty much every single year he's really done there. Um, and so I think they're going to have a tough time with that. So Iowa State, um, you know, point and a half underdogs right now. Uh, I kind of like them, and I'm leaning with them in the over on that one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. 
What about Auburn and Houston today? Auburn minus two. That's the move, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I always, when I'm talking to my guy, Eric Eager, who honestly is the smartest man I ever talked to, um, he works for us at PSF, mm-hmm. one of the best bettors I've ever met. He always says, he says, be very careful when you're betting an SEC team against an SEC team against a non-SEC team because that SEC is a different animal. He's almost always right. And I saw this game, and I was like, I really like Houston, I, even though you know things they really didn't go out to their plan and what they really wanted at the end of the year, um, you know, losing pretty handily to Cincinnati. Um, I, I still like what they have on offense, you know, with quarterback Clayton soon there. So um, I, I, w- I was leading Houston, but then I remembered you know, Mr. Eager popping in my head, never betting against an SEC team. <laughs> I mean, and seeing mm-hmm. some of the money there. And so I'm going to stay away from that one as well. Um, but I do think it has a, a, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, Eager to hard. you is what Joe O is to me when I'm looking to bet. <laughs> I have Joe O in my head, like, hey, you might want to think about this. <laughs> well, I think I listen to Eager, too. He's certainly a regular on the show, one of our favorite guests here at BetQL Daily. Uh, this is Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with Anthony Tress from Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. All right, on Thursday, we've got four matchups. It starts with North Carolina, South Carolina, then Tennessee, Purdue, uh, Pitt, and Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. And it, late at night, we've got Wisconsin, Arizona State on Thursday. Uh, of those four, what do you like? Yeah, and honestly, I like a lot on this day. Um, I, I do like North Carolina. I mean, the money's been coming out on them now. It's a nine and a half there. Um, you know, you look at what South Carolina has right now, and it's not a lot offensively. I mean, from the offensive line to the receiving unit, to especially the most important position in the entire game, quarterback. They just do not have it. Um, missing some key players as well. Um, Sam Howell from North Carolina, he will be playing in this one. And while North Carolina really hasn't been the team we were all kind of expecting this year, Sam Howell's pretty much had to do most of the heavy lifting. He's not a good athlete, but he has some of the best rushing numbers in college football by a quarterback just because he's pretty much had to carry the entire load. He has one good uh, you know, quality pass catcher. But at the end of the day, it's a lot more than South Carolina has there. So South Carolina, they're kind of in the same boat as UCLA. I like what they might be in 2022. But as far as this full game goes, I don't like that. So I like UNC covering the nine points there. Um, you know, Tennessee and Purdue, early on, I did like the over in this one um, just because these are two high-powered offenses. Um, of course, Tennessee and then Hooker with Josh Schuylkill there. Um, you know, it's a pretty simplistic offense for the quarterback there. A lot of play action, a lot of RPO concepts, kind of just a, a one-read type of system there. They really focus on the safeties, whether it's a one-high, two-high structure, and they like to get those go balls on the sidelines. Um, and then, of course, Purdue with Aiden O'Connell, the kind of breakout quarterback producing at elite level, according to the PFF grading system. But he will be without David Bell. Um, and so I, w- I was looking at this total, um, and it's been trending up towards the, um, you know, going higher a little bit. So early on, I did like the over, but I might stay away from this one. Um, I'm not going to add any more to that. Um, and then as far as, you know, Wisconsin, Arizona State, I-, I really do like Wisconsin in this one just because that defense, it is very much the real deal, you know, what they can do and stop the run. And you look at what Arizona State is, I mean, it's been heavy from a rushing perspective. And, of course, with quarterback Jaden Daniels there, he just really not has never been a downfield passer there. I think he's going to have some trouble there with some of the blitz packages that defensive coordinator Jim Leonard brings for Wisconsin. Um, and so I like Wisconsin there to cover the six points. And, you know, you look at some of the money there, it's been coming in about three-fourths of the cash flow is on Wisconsin to cover the number. So I, I'm with there with the public there. Um, so I like Wisconsin. I did like the over in Tennessee Purdue early on. I'm, I'm going to stay away. I'm not going to add to that um, now. But and I also love North Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. 
When you look at these bowl games, are there any um, underdogs that we didn't mention that you like? Um, no clear, I mean, glaring underdogs there, um, you know, with this upcoming, you know, this week's display of games there. Um, you know, you look at some of the, the New Year's Six games, um, you know, they, it's been an interesting movement in some areas. You know, I, I would say if I had to pick one, probably Utah, just because Ohio State, they will be without, you know, a, a lot of talented players there, Garrett Wilson being one of the best um, wide receiver, I think, in the 2022 draft class. And while he didn't win the Blanton Cup, wasn't a finalist, I think, from a, you know, just a pure player, I think he's the best wide receiver in college football. He's just in a loaded offense with a lot of other talented wide receivers that he really wasn't the, the marquee option. Um, of course, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and so on. So I think without him, quarterback C.J. Scott, I think he could have some issues. I do think that while he was a Heisman finalist, he did have a lot of you know, great games with the astounding numbers. Um, a lot of that production was courtesy of his ecosystem around him. I think that ecosystem might be a little tough to kind of develop in against Utah. So I, I think that's a sneaky dark horse, a little underdog there um, that I'm looking at. Um, but that's, that's really the only glaring one. Anthony, let's hit on the playoff games coming up on Friday. Bama's laying 13.5 against Cincinnati in the afternoon. And then the primetime spot, we've got uh, Georgia favored by seven in the hook against Michigan. Yeah, I mean, these two games, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, just kind of be the classic college football fan that maybe doesn't pay attention to the full season. They're going to look at this and say, oh, it's, it's Bama. I mean, they're the number one team. They just beat Georgia. It's theirs to lose. But I, I do think that it's a very interesting playoff in that but I don't think there is a clear winner because I would not be surprised whoever wins because every single team has a clear vulnerability, even Alabama, and we've seen it multiple times this season, um, and specifically with their pass protection. It's not just losing one-on-one battles on the offensive line. It's you know allowing free rushers, getting the right protection set in place there. And I think Bryce Young, I, I think he's the – I thought he should have won the Heisman just because he is the reason why Alabama is here. I mean, what he can do for a true sophomore is truly special. His processing level, decision-making, it's truly rare to see. And, you know, some of the stuff he can do and knock off rhythm, um, you know, I think what he did against Georgia, he was under pressure about the same rate he usually is this year, just over a third of his dropbacks. But on those plays, you know, he had a couple of big scramble runs. He had that nice pitch um, that got a turn the first time when most quarterbacks are taking a sack. didn't take a single sack on 18 pressure dropbacks, if I recall correctly. Um, and he limited those bad mistakes, made some good positive plays in there. And then when he was from a clean pocket, he shredded. When he, when he has time in there, he's going to get through his progression. He's going to make some plays. Um, and, and so I thought that was just a, almost a flawless performance from him. But it's going to be very hard to sustain that. Um, I mean, we just go back just over a month ago against, you know, Auburn, when they really probably should have lost that game. And even against LSU, I mean, he was under pressure a lot in those two games, and he really couldn't find, you know, the success. There was a lot of quick pressure there. They kind of got it in different ways. Um, you know, when you look at LSU, they brought the a lot of blitzes. I mean, blitzed almost 50% of the time. Um, Auburn, you know, it was typically just a four-man rush, but they had a lot of stunts. They had some creepers in there as well, so they're not showing pressure looks. But they're swapping out a, 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 a typical pass rusher, bringing in an off-ball linebacker, and it really confuses this offensive line. We've seen this offensive line be confused a lot this year. And I think – we might see that against Cincinnati just because this is a team that likes to show a lot of pressure and they like to load the line of scrimmage, you know, and, and I think they're going to, you know, get pressure in interesting ways there. And I think that really the key matchup is it's not just that, but also, you know, Sauce Gardner against Jameson Williams. Um, you know, you're not going to have John Mechie in this one towards ACL in the SEC championship game. And Sauce Gardner, I mean, he's having the best year that I've ever seen from a Queensland quarterback. I mean, allowing under 20 yards in every single game played this year, 117 yards um, allowed for the entire season over – 
440 coverage snaps with, you know, 80-something percent of those being in press coverage. I mean, he's being left on an island, and he is winning. And, you know, again, Jadison Williams is a completely different animal from what Gardner's faced all year long, but Sauce Gardner is a legitimate first-round talent, as is Jamison Williams. So if Gardner can kind of win this one, just like he's had all year long against Jamison Williams, I, and uh, they can get pressure on Bryce Young, I think we could see a very interesting game there. And, of course, the offense for Cincinnati has been, you know, firing as of late. I mean, over the last um, five games, a dozen measures played, he's a top-three-graded quarterback in the PFF rating system. I mean, that deep ball is decision-making, very decisive player. Um, he's been working from the pocket, too. It's not just a lot of, you know, propping up from the play calling at all. He's been actually winning with the pocket. Um, and so I've been really impressed with what Cincinnati's done. And, you know, I will say I'm a little bit contrarian compared to what the PFF numbers say. I like Cincinnati to cover the 13-and-a-half points I'm just for, for those reasons I just stated. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be, I think it could be a nervous one just because the best player um, playing in that game is hands down Bryce Young. And when you have the best quarterback on the field, I, that gives you a clear advantage there. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. Um, and okay. it's, I think it could be a wide range of outcomes for at least that one. Very good. And uh, we've got 30 seconds uh, about – I've got to ask you about Notre Dame – Oklahoma State, because every college guest we've talked to over the last month is like, take the Irish, take the Irish. Do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, it's the unmeasurable aspect because the raw, raw around Marcus Freeman and all the, the drama they had there with Brian Kelly leaving. But I was, I've been loving with Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, the developments that they've had on the offensive side of the ball since that week seven bye. I mean, it's clear they understood Jack Cohn. He's not the downfield passer they wanted him to be that could run those pure passing concepts. So it's been a lot of play action, a lot of RPOs, a lot of screens. Well, that's taking stress off the offensive line, too. That hasn't been up to Notre Dame standards. And they're number two in offensive efficiency since week eight. So I like what they've done there. And I think Oklahoma State losing the defensive coordinator is a big loss there. So I like the Irish. I'm, in, I'm right there with everybody else. That's one of my favorite best of both Awesome. Everybody's on it. All right, Anthony Tresh at PFF underscore Anthony on Twitter. Always appreciate the time. Great breakdowns there. Find his work, PFF.com. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. Coming up next... We go off the board. Looking forward to this one. If uh, you're a fan of Mike Leach, you're going to want to stick around. I promise. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.